Welcome to this episode of the new podcast, Boost Filled to Spirit Filled, with Jamel Godlewski. In this episode, we are going to talk about identity. It seems like our identity is formed by the answers to some questions. Like, for instance, people might say when you meet someone, they might ask you, What do you do? What's your degree in? What's your husband do? And if you're divorced or single, like that matters too. How old are your kids? Oh, you only have one? Yeah, because that's kind of like a negative thing. They might ask, where do you live? Where do you go to church? And all of these things, all of these answers seem to form our identity. 30 years ago, even graduating from high school, the questions were, where are you going to college and what's your major? Maybe it's just me, but in my mind, I think there are right and wrong answers to these questions. And you don't want to have the wrong answer. You want to live up to the expectations that people have of you. When people ask these questions, in my brain, I'm hearing, I'm not like you. I'm not smart enough. I don't dress right. I only have one kid. I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I look back and it's like I've always had this identity crisis or issue. Or I've been labeled and a label's been attached to me. And that label identifies me. I grew up on a farm and I had an older brother. So I did whatever he did. People labeled me a tomboy. I was really good in school. But then I got labeled a nerd. I was a jock because I played all the sports. Basketball was really my favorite sport. So I was labeled a jock or maybe a basketball star, even though in my eyes I was never good enough. Well, if you listen to the first couple episodes, that led to me becoming a partier. So I would be labeled a partier, a drunk. I'd call myself Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because I had two distinct different personalities and different lives. Remember I was adopted? I was given up at birth by my biological parents, so then I had the label of being unwanted. 32 years ago, after a night of hard partying and my friends intervening, I remember finding out that my biological mom was a heroin addict. Well, then I gave myself a label. Loser. Destined to fail. I went to rehab twice. Second time I was in college and I made some changes. I got married, went to an evangelistic event, and what seemed to be the first time that I heard the gospel, I ran to the altar. So now you can throw the label born again on me. I was fired from my first two teaching jobs. That's not a good label to have. Got arrested for a DUI, so now I'm a jailbird. That's a pretty sucky identity. Even to this day when I have to fill out applications or do a background check, it's been over 20 years and I still feel that shame. And then, of course, I'm divorced. And yep, in church circles or Christian circles, that's another bad identity to have. I just remember asking, Lord, who am I? You see, what we do and where we come from, that seems to make up our identity. At least that's what we think. 
I mean, after my DUI and my divorce, I moved away. Well, then I remarried. Life really was pretty good. Now I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter to my parents. And yep, in 2005 is when I had my one and only child. So now I'm a mom. I mean, just the fact that I only had one child causes identity issues. I had a miscarriage and after that, I did not even want to try. That hurt too much emotionally. So does that make me a bad mom that I didn't want to have another kid or didn't even want to try? Anyway, no matter those titles, those labels that I was given or that I felt like those didn't fill me up. I was still empty. I used to ask myself, like, why do I still feel empty with all of these things, with all of these labels and titles? Father, I'd cry out to God, Father, who is Jamel? Am I just a role, a job? I mean, that's how the world identifies us. And it took me a while, but over and over again, like God was trying to tell me who I really was. And I'll never forget reading this part in the Bible and it started to sink in. This is out of Psalm 139. It says, you made all the delicate innermost parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I remember reading that and thinking, holy crap, I'm not a mistake. Like God actually knew me for all this like before my parents conceived me. It says this, chapter 1 in Ephesians, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance. Remember, it said before he made the world, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. He didn't have to do it. He wanted to do it. It gave him pleasure. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from, from God, for he chose us in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. Whew. Like being adopted, maybe that's why those verses really hit me. But again, like, like God picked me way before the beginning of the world. He, he already knew me and he wanted me and he chose me in advance. It says in Romans 8 that we were, we are adopted by him as his own children. We're God's own children. This means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Boom, right there. That does it for me. Because my identity was based so much on my old life. The mistakes I'd made. The things I'd done. But I could have new life in him. And 
all like reading these things, I started to form an identity that wasn't based on my actions. It wasn't based on my labels. It was based on the fact that God adopted me as his very own child. In Galatians, it says, because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Yeah, that's my identity. You see, with all these other labels and titles and expectations, it it seems like we live in a world where we're always comparing ourselves to others. We put our worth in our identity, in what we do, in what we accomplish, or and what we fail to do, fail to accomplish. Where's your identity at? Are you searching? You don't know who you are? Are you just looking at labels? Maybe you're looking at your actions, what you've done, what you haven't done. Like I even jokingly say now, I'm 49 years old. What am I going to do when I grow up? I literally can joke and say that now, but there was a time that it was like, man, yeah, what am I going to do? I'm 40. What have I done? But that's not my identity. And I'm unique. I'm not like anybody else. It's okay that I really just like to wear jeans and hoodies. Now, I will get dressed up-ish for certain occasions. I mean, dude, I wore a dress to my mom's funeral. But, like, I need to be okay with who I am as being unique, with certain personality quirks. I love music. I love to dance around, even if I don't sound good when I sing, and even if I look like a fool when I dance. It's who I am. I love it. I love to smile, and I I love to make other people smile. But when I'm down, I'm down. Sometimes that means... I need to be by myself and I escape and I'm alone in my thoughts. That's not bad. That's, that's who I am. My coping skill is different than other people's coping skill. That's okay. I have to figure out who I am on the inside and realize that that's how God created me. He chose me. I'm not junk. I'm not a mistake. Like in my brain, this is literally what I think. Like he picked a male and a female on this earth to conceive me, knowing that that genetic sequence was going to make me Jamel. But then he picked Jim and Rochelle to be my parents. Okay, they were the ones he picked to raise me. But really, like he's my heavenly father. So I have to stop looking around for my identity. And I need to look in my heart. If you're a Christian, look in your Bible and see what it says. Gaze at the cross. Your mistakes are gone. They are not your identity. If you are not a believer, then what is your identity? Where do you find it? I remember telling a motivational speaker once that when there's going to come a time where he might get chubby and he might lose all his hair. So he might not look as cool and hip as he is now. So will age change our identity? No, really, I'm asking that. Will it? It doesn't change who I am on the inside. 
if you are a mom, if your identity is in your children, well then, what if they don't follow the steps that you want for them? Oof. I know I didn't follow the steps my parents wanted for me. Did that hurt their identity of themselves? I'm guessing it probably did because we're parents. But it's probably not a healthy thing if your identity is based on your children. Just saying. What about when your children leave the house and now you're an empty nester? Now what's your identity? Is your job your identity? Is it a relationship, your spouse, significant other? Do you put everything into that and find that you're lost without a person? If any of those things change, what happens to your identity? Maybe it's my age or maybe it's that God has finally gotten through to my heart, but I am done chasing and striving. I'm done with labels. I'm done with your kid, blank, 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 or your car, blank, 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 or your house, blah, blah, blah. None of those things have to do with my identity. None of those things have to do with your identity. Right here, God knows you. You. He named you. He chose you. He loves you. Let me end with a couple more verses. This is also in Psalm 139. It says, Oh Lord, you've examined my heart and you know everything about me. That can be scary, huh? You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You know, God, there's no secrets from him. He knows when you're mad at him. He knows when you're upset and depressed. goes on to say, you, you see me when I travel. When I rest at home, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I don't get it. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. His precious thoughts about you and me cannot be numbered. And that's with him knowing everything in our heads, in our hearts, what we've done, what we're going to do. He has innumerable, infinite, precious thoughts about us. So there's a secret. And here's the secret. It's in Colossians 1. The secret is that Christ lives in you. He's inside you. That's where your identity is. I'm going to read these last few verses as a prayer for you. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. 
sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. You know, every noise we make, if it's made in joy or to, to honor him or talk to him, he loves it. He loves my little singing around and doing a Jesus jig. That's what I call my dances, Jesus jigs. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Your identity is in him. If you have any questions for me, or maybe you're struggling with something in your identity, hit me up on social media. You can find me out there in the YouTube world, Facebook, Instagram. If you have a friend that's struggling with identity, then share this with them. Next episode will be the last one for this first season. I've had fun. I hope you have too. I hope you're learning some things. Remember, we're on this journey together. In a couple weeks, we'll talk again. But until then, what do I always say? Come on. Have fun. Be safe. Love yourself and love others.